Hello, Chakra Queens. This episode of Chakra Girl Radio is brought to you by the brand new Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which is available on the App Store or Google Play or even on your desktop. Yes, I finally launched an app and it is a video library of all of my favorite rituals, the rituals and meditations that I do every single day for the modern spiritual woman who also enjoys the finer things in life. And you are getting a seven day free trial and I'm making it easy for you. I'm removing the guesswork from your daily spiritual work. So you can either do our daily suggested ritual that ranges from three to 30 minutes, most of them around the 12 minute mark, or you can search and choose your own ritual. You can search by time if you are in a rush and want to do something shorter, or you can also do your daily ritual based on how you feel that day. You can search by what you want to manifest, what chakra you want to work on, or if you're feeling spicy and want to access your multidimensional goddess powers, you can do one of our advanced rituals and really up your spiritual game. We believe that you're your own healer, and we're just here helping you access the tools and the knowledge and the confidence that are already within you that are going to transform your life. And we are doing everything in this app from morning gratitude to energy clearing, to time traveling, to finding your purpose, manifesting abundance, and just getting more clarity overall to deepen that intuition with so much in between. So many women are already DMing me daily, telling me that these rituals are changing their lives. So get your seven day free trial today. Go to shockergirlco.com. And I'm also giving you 15% off when you subscribe to the annual membership with the coupon code podcast. So once you've subscribed at shockergirlco.com, you can either ritual with us from the web, or you can then download the app from the app store or Google Play, enter in your username and password, and you are ready to ritual. And we're so excited to see you on the app. So go to shockergirlco.com and start your seven-day free trial and save 15% off the annual membership with coupon code podcast. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons, and today we are diving into advanced chakra healing, next level shit with the serious OG expert icon of chakras. No, not me, Cindy Dale. She's so amazing. And we're going to be diving into not only our seven chakras, but our five outer chakras for that deeper healing and intuition. And she's sharing the four pathways of healing, different elements we can use for healing, different colors, and just super amazing tips for multidimensional healing. And she's actually doing some live energy healing practices with us. One of them is to activate clairvoyance. Um, She's giving us amazing tips to own our worthiness. And then we also do this like live clearing to release generative and degenerative energies that are holding us back. And you're going to learn what those are too. So I actually just finished her book, Advanced Chakra Healing. It is so good. I highly suggest it. She's actually giving you guys a PDF version of one of her older books in our show notes. So make sure you go grab that. That one is 
also, I mean, they're both amazing. She's so fabulous. And this book, however, you can get on Amazon and it's very sciencey. I will say like I had to read each sentence like three times sometimes, but it was like, it expanded my mind about like the science and the proof of quantum healing. And it, it, even while we were recording this, some like crazy things happened. So when we were doing the live recording, we had a little visitor pop in. Even when we started recording, she was saying that she felt like there was energy there with us and she was having some technical glitches. And then when we were filming the energy healing, which you will hear at one point it cut out and all of a sudden it was like, Oh, we are recording. Like we were recording on zoom and all of a sudden zoom was like, we're now recording. And I was like, okay, but we've been recording the whole time. That's so weird. So it basically like turned off the recording and then turned it back on. And what it missed and what you guys missed hearing was the part where she was actually clearing the energy. So they were holding on for dear life, but we actually had her record a little snippet to release the energies. And then we cut it in to the audio. So if it sounds a little choppy, that's why. But we actually kept in the part of the audio where we were like, what the hell just happened? And yeah, so we kept that in there so you guys can kind of give context to what's happening. So now you know, but it was just very, very interesting. So excited for you guys to hear that. How are you doing? Do a little check-in, close your eyes, tap into your heart and just feel what's been going on for you and honor it and let it be there. I feel like a lot of people are settling into the crazy energy that's happening and just starting to almost grow accustomed to holding high vibration during dark times. I call this expanding our chakra receptors and it's really, you know, we are getting stronger and more resilient. So that's one little bright side. So just as often as you can do these little check-ins, do these little energy clearings, double down on your rituals, double down on your meditations. And I've actually been doing toning, which like expands your chakra vibration. Basically it's like just humming in whichever way your body feels it needs to. Like I'll take a deep breath and then I'll just hum and see what comes out. And it's whatever your chakras need to align to that vibration. And I was doing it in the bathtub the other day and my dog just loved it. He came and just like laid beside the bathtub and fell asleep while I was humming. It was so cute. So highly suggest some toning. And since I've been doing that, I swear I've been getting more done. Like I feel like it makes me feel energetically lighter and yeah, I I've been getting so much done. I've filmed so much content for the rituals by chakra girl app, which is going to be launching soon. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at rituals by chakra girl. That's our new account. Of course, make sure you're following my personal account at chakra girl co as well, but you can actually on the rituals by chakra girl Instagram account, you can join the wait list and you'll be the first to know we're actually going to be offering special pricing once the app first launches. So, and we're going to be offering two week free trials. So you definitely want to be among the first to know babes. And we are sharing just some fun, valuable content on that Instagram page as well about rituals. We just posted free rituals for abundance and we are just sharing a bunch of amazing stuff. So make sure you go check it out. Also side note, as you're listening to this on Tuesday, March 13th, 
2022. I am actually on my way to Mexico again for the fourth time in six months. (laughs) This is what it's like being married to a Sagittarius, you guys. He's always on the move and always wants to be doing something. But for those of you that don't know, we bought a home in Mexico. So we've been going back and forth and just, yeah, living our best bi-coastal lives. Actually, I guess it's not bi-coastal because it's also on the Pacific Ocean. Anyways, multinational. Can I say that? Multi-dual citizenship. Maybe that's what I could say. I don't know. We're just whatever. We're Mexican, Canadian. That's what we are. So yay. That's what's going on in my life. Plus I'm moving. So things are wild. So things are wild for everyone. I feel like everyone is literally going through so much And a lot of people are feeling like they're in this limbo. I was posting about this on Instagram the other day and they've been feeling like they are in the middle between turning into a new version of themselves and releasing the old version. And they're kind of at that in between. And I'm kind of feeling that as well. So if you're feeling that you're not alone and yeah, I've been, I've been posting a lot about that on Instagram and also on Prism, which is my online magazine. So if you want to check that out, prismofficial.co. So yeah, that's just, there's my little energy update Queens. We're going to dive into this episode with Cindy Dale. I hope you love it. I know you will. And let us know on Instagram, how you like it, share it, send it to a friend and yeah, DM me. Let me know if you have any questions. I'm here for you. Okay, enjoy. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I am your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons. We are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have the OG chakra healer here with us today, Cindy Dale, author, teacher, speaker, master energy healer. She has a fifth degree Reiki certificate. I didn't even know they go that high. She writes books, teaches classes about energy medicine and intuition, and works with clients all with the goal to enable people to better embody their own spirit, to be and express and live as their essential selves. She's worked with over 70,000 clients, presents hundreds of seminars and workshops across more than 14 countries. She is so fabulous. I'm reading her book, Advanced Chakra Healing. It is blowing my damn mind. I'm feeling smarter with every page. And if you have ever questioned the tangibility or realness of energy healing, I mean, you're listening to this podcast, you probably haven't, but this is giving you the scientific breakdown of how energy works and ultimately shows you your power. So welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And I think the science is helpful because it also shows us we're not crazy. Exactly. I know. I'm like, okay, I kind of thought this and I'm like, okay, she's talking about fairies. It's real. I thought this too. So I love it. So let's answer some just fun questions. I would love to know if there is a daily ritual that you have that you almost never skip. Yes, but it's not really glamorous. When I'm home, I travel a lot for baseball for my son, but every time I am home, I get up at exactly very strange number 408 in the morning and I throw the dogs in the car and we drive to the dog park. I live in Minnesota. So I'm really going to give myself kudos because even down to maybe six below, but I keep the car running when I'm out there. We're out there. That's my morning meditation. That's what it is. Running the dogs, being a wolf with the dogs. 
Time with animals is like so underrated, I feel. I feel like it makes me feel so much more balanced and calm just petting my dog or going for a dog walk. Like they're magical creatures. They are. And there's been a lot of more recent studies because so many people have been home for two years. All these studies are saying, hey, your animals are really good for you. But they're also questioning if we're good for our animals because we stress them out too. I know. (laughs) Oh, well. I just did an animal Reiki session and she was like, you put a lot of stress on your poor dog. And I was like, oh no. So she gave me some mantras to repeat with him. There you go. That's good. What is your favorite crystal of the moment? You know, I, I like plain old clear quartz crystal. I am Norwegian. We're boring people at heart, (laughs) but you know what? It works. It works. And I don't have to memorize a whole bunch of, you know, kind of, what do I do? What don't I do? What will it do? What won't it do? And it's just universal. It works on every chakra. It does. (laughs) What is your sun, moon and rising? So my son is in Taurus. So again, I'm not really that grounded of a person. Uh, so the Taurus is a bit misleading. My yeah. moon is in Libra, which is, I think, sort of cool. So one, one person told me it was in Virgo. So I'm not really all that sure. I think we, my mother doesn't remember when I was born. So it goes back and forth. Yeah, it's sort of like, one will say this, one will say that. It depends on which like birth time I give. They're many hours apart. Am I rising as Scorpio? Oh. I like Scorpio. I think Scorpio is pretty fun. I, I love, I like, I have two of my best friends are Scorpio, but I always pretend like I'm scared of Scorpios because I'm an Aquarius and I don't like to talk about feelings and Scorpios have a lot of feelings. <laughs> oh, we do feelings. My oldest son, his, he, he matches up directly with both myself and his father, my ex-husband. It's like, he's a split of the two of us. I kind of feel sorry for him actually, you know, <laughs> in a way it's sort of like being a little bit of a multiple, but it works out in the end. It works out. Okay. I want to know about your spiritual awakening or your kind of maybe first spiritual awakening and what kind of led to you making this your life's work. So I'm not sure I would qualify this as an awakening. My first spiritual experience, at least psychic was actually in the womb. I know. I, I don't know where I came from before. All of a sudden I was in this little body and I'm just like awake you know, looking around, I can hear, I can see, I can feel, I can smell. Now, I don't know if those were the extra sensory senses and or the normal ones, but I came in just in time to participate or be at the other end of a parental argument. Mm -hmm. But for real, I could see the sound waves that they were like throwing at each other, coming in through the womb and everywhere they landed. I mean, I could see them. I still have them in my head, like little tornadoes of different colors. Everywhere they went into my body on the left side, I have had a problem at some point. I know. And so I'm not sure that's an awakening. It's certainly an event. (laughs) You always remember that? Like when you were old, we were like, Hey, what was going on there, mom? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually asked my mother when I was old enough to talk, you know, like, and be understood four or five, six. And she goes, Oh, we were arguing. I didn't want to be pregnant. I'm like, first of all, you know, really, you don't really need to explain that to me. I'm good without that mental data going through my entire life. But so I was a kid who could hear things, see things, but I had another awakening because I shut it down as a teenager. It's not cool. I didn't want to be there. 
tons of issues. Kind of, kind of when I decided to open everything up again, I was traveling and working with a shaman down in Peru and doing, frankly, ayahuasca. Um, and I had a really big awakening there. It'd been creeping up. I could hear things, see things, you know, kind of, it was coming back again from when I was a child, but that was sort of blow your mind back open back in the jungle. And then is that when you were like, okay, this is going to be, I'm going to start a business off this. I'm going to start writing about this. Like when did that kind of come into play? It was soon after that, the ayahuasca, it's actually a feminine spirit that comes in through ayahuasca. I, I sat alone in this temple in the jungle. I think I was terrified, but I was so tired of being in a group of people because I could hear their thoughts, know what their visions were. So I just like did it alone, took a very little drop of this stuff for four times in a row. It trained me in vision. It trained me in clairvoyance. And then a voice started to say, you need to quit your job. So I quit my job and start this business. So I started this business, then write a book about, but don't just make seven chakras, do your 12 chakras. So I wrote a book. So every time I am starting to feel comfortable, this voice comes back <laughs> and it's like, Again? oh, go. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about that. So I want to talk about like the 12 chakras and I want to also talk about the, like, we're pretty, you know, my audience is pretty in tune with the basics of chakra healing, you know, the seven chakras, but I want to talk also about like the inner and outer wheels of the chakras and how to leverage both for healing. So let's start there. All right. So I'm going to geek out because I just love this data. It's so helpful. I teach and in all my books, I present a 12 chakra system because that's what I saw when I was a little kid. Now I was white, wonderbred, Norwegian, Lutheran. No one said those are chakra, Cindy, but they were balls of light, different colors. So when I started experiencing chakras and I heard the label and I was like, that's what I'm seeing. I was puzzled because I didn't just perceive seven. I saw 12. And so those top five I work with, they are so expanded. I think they're very useful for understanding our intuition, our capabilities. The eighth chakra is a little above the head. It's black or silver. It connects into the thymus. And for everybody, that eighth chakra is your shaman portal. You can fly to the moon. You can go to other planets, get your Akashic records, do advanced healing work. Ninth chakra, gold, about two feet or so over the head. A lot of cultures have these chakras. It's just that we don't in Western yoga that frequently. Um, But that ninth chakra is the harmonic chakra. And it also contains key codes for what's supposed, like spiritual genetics that are supposed to be in your subtle and physical body so you can be what you're supposed to be. You bring those codes into the body, you're going to get healing. You're going to get support in manifesting. Go under your feet, 10th chakra. I perceive it as brown or earth tones, sometimes called the earth chakra in other systems. Ancestry, connection to the earth, to the cosmos, obviously to the environment, uh, to your genetics, to your epigenetics, your ancestors programs. So another really powerful one, active in preconception. So anything you bring in or your ancestors gave you, good to go back here. 11th chakras rose, it's around the hand 
and the feet and it commands natural and supernatural forces. I mean, I still remember meeting a shaman in Merida or out of Merida in Mexico, little town, you know, who could command forces, you know, throw thunderbolts around for real. And it struck a professor in the face. I met her because she was featuring a different shaman in her research, not him. So we got to be careful with some of these chakras. Twelfth chakra is kind of clear, opalescent. It's around us. It's in the middle of our heart chakra. And we have our own unique capabilities and gifts encoded in that chakra. So, you know, play with these. They afford so much additional, you know, kind of access to memories and powers and futuring. So I think those are cool. And thank you for asking me about the structure of a chakra, because again, the nerd me thinks this is really important. All right. Every chakra, you know, they're spinning wheels of light. They've got vortexes. They look kind of like lotuses. They only look like lotuses if you freeze frame them. And then you can see kind of like what energies are coming in, how they're moving inside, going out, and you get a still picture of that. That's why they're, they look like lotuses. They don't, they're not really lotuses. We know that, but they have two wheels. There's an outer wheel. And then there's like a two-part inner wheel. So the outer wheel contains guess what? Our programs, our mom and dad programs, our coping mechanisms, our, I have to deal with reality. I have to have these beliefs to survive. I've got to fit in. Most of that, we, we're always trying to heal that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So the inner wheel is where the power is. In the very, very center are the programs of your own spirit, your essence, what's true for you. And you can bring through this beautiful kind of light through that inner wheel, which will kind of rotate around the outer wheel of a program, not right away. You know, we got to learn to, but help heal those programs, the the kind of nasty ones. We want to keep the learning, but not repeat it. And second part of the inner wheel has what science would call virtual light. literally is quantum fluctuations, their possibilities. And it's kind of that void where all these maybes can come from. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off 
anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use Chakra Girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code Chakra Girl at checkout. So let's say like when I first got coronavirus the first time, I actually got it in China. Yay me. <laughs> right. Right at the beginning. <laughs> that was the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. I, I came back so tired. I'm like, what is wrong with me? And I only had the really bad symptoms for like a day, maybe a day and a half, because I let that virtual light go through my chakras to quicken the whole process. Mm -hmm. Then I was still tired for a couple of weeks, but the bad stuff, you know, I got through that really quick. So, you know, think about that chakra structure. And then when you're working with chakras, you obviously want to heal the outer wheels, what's on them, you know, but do you just want to quicken something or do you want to bring spirit energy through? So it gives us a lot more choice about how to, what to ask for in our chakra work. Yes. Okay. I love that. So I, um, on that topic too, of like healing, and I know this is like a very loaded question, but you talk about kind of the spiral energy and how cells are meant to be moving in like a slow clockwise motion. And then that's how, you know, you're the most healthiest and optimized, but when there's disease or there's trauma, then it can either be going too fast to the clockwise, or it can be going counterclockwise, or it can be kind of stagnant. So uh, did I get that right? <laughs> you did. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, so, and I think even just knowing that is so powerful. So if we have some kind, I want to maybe pick like a common thing, maybe kind of a bit of a day of depression. What do we think is going on energetically? What's happening with that spiral and how can we make that adjustment? Oh, that's fantastic. So let's say you can tune into a chakra or you use a pendulum on a chakra and you can watch it move or get stuck or whatever the darn thing is going to do. So there's two things happening usually with a day of depression. You're going to have many of your chakras, maybe not all of them, but they're going to be going too slow counterclockwise mm -hmm. because think about when you're moving too slow, that molasses feeling you're going to be depressed. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Nothing good is coming in. You know, you're just losing energy. And so that's, going to be what many of your chakras are going to be looking like. So, you know, you can go into the center of a chakra and open up that beautiful, absolute light. And it's going to start quickening the chakra, moving it forward a little bit. It might even help you deal with what you're depressed about. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you triggered an issue or maybe you're not even depressed. Maybe you picked up somebody else's depression, yes. <laughs> which we sensitive people tend to do. And, you know, so that's an easy way, you know, to familiarize yourself with, you know, kind of what a chakra might be telling you, either if you're using your intuition or a pendulum uh, or applied kinesiology and somebody's testing your muscles to see what's going on and bring energy in and through from that center wheel that I, I would, I would be doing that. Okay. Okay. 
And how, how can we kind of decipher that root cause and, you know, how to kind of trust, like intuitively, we might be like, okay, I think I might have picked this up or intuitively, I think it might be this, like, how can we kind of, are there some kind of like tools to get to that root cause? So there's a few. And in most of my books, I talk about the development of the chakras through a lifetime. So if you have a sense of which chakra seems blocked or too anxious or causing you misery, sometimes we just feel it physically. Oh my God, my stomach. Or, you know, oh, I'm too emotional, that second chakra. Or I feel gotten in that relationship, that's fourth. You can also go, this might be too big for what's happening. Then you know there's something deeper too. So you might remember something in the day, like this person slimed me and made me feel bad about myself. And I thought I was close to them. Heart chakra, right? Work with what happened with them. But if it feels too big for what happened during the daytime, then start matching a chakra, which with when it was really open and being programmed when you were growing up. So like first chakra is frankly, you know, you know, in the womb to six months of age. Second is six months to two and a half. Third makes sense because this is all about power, wanting your own way, two and a half to four and a half. So, you know, these chakras kind of stage themselves and it gives you a tip off. Like my first chakra is like, I lost money today. I got hit by a car. Thank goodness I'm okay. I, I mean, you know, I got all these first chakra security issues going, Maybe that's womb to six months. What was happening in my family? How did I feel about maybe getting born? Like I didn't want to be <laughs> or that I wasn't wanted. So you can use your mind too. Yeah. You know, you, you can use your brain. The other thing is it's, it's very helpful to go into consciously the middle of that, of a chakra or use your heart. If you don't know what to focus on, ask for images about causal pieces as for knowledge, as for senses. And if that doesn't work, you know what? Just connect with your guides and ask for a sign. Just yeah. say, okay, I want you guys to tell me. I have a body. It's really hard to know what's happening in here. So let me know, show me. Yes. And can we get blocks? Can we get, can we kind of have some of those issues in the upper chakras too? Oh, totally. Because those still keep developing. I mean, heart is six and a half to eight and a half, you know, so did I do that right? No, it's four and a half to six and a half. Yep. 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 Yes. Yes. So eight and a half and, you know, kind of till 12 or 13, you're in your throat and then 12, 13, you know, you're starting to go into these upper chakras. And then as you, you know, adult, you're going even farther. So, so why wouldn't we? In adulthood would more so affect like chakras eight through 12. Exactly. Yes. Unless you bring them in from a past life. Right. Okay. So you, you could even get an issue like your, your, you know, seventh chakras developing during your teen years. So obviously we're working on spirituality, purpose, connectivity, really challenging years, but you could also re-trigger an issue during those years or later. Let's say you were alive and you were a witch and you were stoned and killed major problems. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty common theme. Yeah. It sometimes gets to a point where I say to people now, 
do we really need to look at all those lifetimes when you were killed off or maimed, you know, yeah. because you're gifted? Just assume those. That, that, that <laughs> happens for sure. So, and a lot of the healing that, that you talk about in the book really requires that clairvoyance because we, you know, can kind of see that the chakra is spinning the wrong way and we can use these different kind of elementals to to shift them actually i'd love to like go over the elemental pathways can you give us a rundown of that yeah yeah so that book advanced chakra healing which is very complex (laughs) okay it actually has a story i wrote it 18 years ago and i was writing a sequel to my very first book and it was a very simple book And then I had this dream where Christ showed up and said, no, 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 that's not the book you're supposed to write. You need to write a book that's going to help people do what I could do and others like me could do. And I'm like, I have to throw my book away. (laughs) So the current book that came out of Vant Chakra Healing has 300 extra pages that were in the first batch of the book. So the book is really about these four pathways of reality four levels of reality that we coexist in. And it adds so much more power to doing your manifesting and your healing. So one pathway is the elemental. That's the fundamental building blocks. Most of us are using that pathway and its principles all the time. Healing with color, shapes, sound, you know, kind of basic chakra work, looking at entities, looking at cords, attachments, you know, working with your feelings, elements. It goes on and on. And it's great stuff. How do you eat? How do you exercise? But that's what most of us are doing. So if that's not working, you may want to look at one of the other or all of the other three pathways. Power pathway is so fun. I just taught a really big, long class on it. And it's so easy. People don't grasp it, (laughs) right? It's really just this pathway with forces on it. So for instance, there's generative and degenerative forces. So let's say you have a tumor on the elemental pathway. You tried surgery, you tried radiation, you tried diet, you've done your feelings and the tumor grows through the power pathway. You will probably find you have a generative force on the tumor and a degenerative force on your immune system. So you're growing the tumor and stopping blocking your immune system. So you switch those and now everything else you're doing in normal life might just work. Imaginal pathway is the shaman one where you visit other realities, other worlds, past lives, parallel lives. You're sort of flying around and the divine pathway sounds simple and it is simple right? I'm getting a horn. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's like, yay, let's wake up on the divine pathway. <laughs> it's not my horn. No, I think it's extra attention. Yeah. It's the angel's horns going trumpeting. It's where you get to enjoy your divinity and make a difference. There's still tools and energy bodies, but you know, the core on the divine pathway, nothing's bad. Nothing's wrong. If you have a tumor, it's just because you believe that's deep inside, that's a way to meet a need or somebody else thinks that's a way to meet their needs. You change your perspective and the tumor might not need to be there. There's a different way to meet a need, maybe being tumor-free. They're wonderful approaches 
that give you a lot of choice in how you want to approach a problem or support a manifestation. Okay. So again, the elemental is like kind of on the physical plane, right? It's physical. It's super basic. Okay. And yeah. then the, the power, power is yep. kind of using soul energy forces. You're forces. using forces, okay, using big forces. And then the, uh, this is, this is me. Studying. No, it's a whole language. Come on. I've had 18 years. The exactly. imaginal, the imaginal, imaginal is shaman. Imaginal, right. Where we're, I mean, we can kind of like switch. Yes. Energies. And then the divine is really like using spirit energy. Yeah. It's pure spirit energy, pure heaven spirit. energy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes, you know, we can, we can narrow it down like that. That's great. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism. And no, it's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. So, okay. I mean, but I'm like, but then I'm like, but how, like, how do we know which one to use? Like, what are, like, where can we kind of start to, to kind of learn that? I know you talked to, we, we were going to kind of touch on clairvoyance because then you can, when you can kind of see what's going on, then maybe you can choose the tools better. So are there any like visualization tools to help us activate our clairvoyance? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. So actually let's just do one right now. Okay. <laughs> Should we let's just do it? it? All right. Okay. <laughs> So I usually use this three-part technique for everything I do. I mean, in terms of when I'm working with a client or running my dogs, or even if I'm stuck and I don't know which dinner, what to eat for dinner, I immediately do this. All right. So I always start by affirming my own spirit. That's my essence. And I love to do that in the middle of my heart chakra. I think we actually have a God spot in there where we're really one with whatever you call the divine and you even have a cell of gods inside. So you can do physical. All right. So first you just acknowledge what you're going to do. Your own spirit is in charge. 
Then second step, you affirm spirit allies, lots of helpers and you only want the good ones, right? And then third step, you just give way to whatever you call the greater spirit. All right, so you set yourself up that way and now focus on your third eye. Focus on your brow and you wanna ask to be brought into the very, very center, the middle wheel of that clairvoyance center. And then literally just request that it be healed, that it be transformed, that it be opened, Mm -hmm. that it be activated, and that it be aligned with your body and your other chakras. Mm -hmm. So you can even do that once a day, a couple times a day, and you're going to feel it. You'll literally feel your forehead as it, you know, starts to shape. So you get, you know, kind of images, couple other tools though. So after you've done that, which we kind of just did, if you don't think you get any of these pretty pictures, start paying attention to where your eyes are drawn in the environment because psychic message can come in through your physical eyes too. Like if you ask for a sign and you see like the same billboard, like four times during the day, that's your clairvoyance. You're getting affirmed that way. Pay attention to your dreams because dreams are always clairvoyant and it's kind of a drag, but you could always figure out, you know, we sleep in like three to four hour sleep cycles. So set an alarm three and a half or so hours after you go to sleep. Now, hopefully that won't keep you awake. Those three and a half hours, have some paper, have a pencil, wake up and record that dream because that's a clairvoyant message. Then the other thing I, that will really work is allow yourself to start practicing your clairvoyance in ways that aren't scary. So you're going to the grocery store. You don't know if you should get apples or oranges. Stop, close your eyes, let yourself visualize which of the two to get Mm. and only give yourself that choice, (laughs) right? Or you know what I mean? And you're gonna start training yourself to not only be clairvoyant, but to trust your clairvoyance too. Mm. Okay. So many tips. I love that. And I I love that it like allows for different types of vision. Cause some people will see, like they'll see something with their eyes. Like they'll see something happening like in real life. Some people will close their eyes and see it. Some people will see it in a dream. Some people will just start to like see clues and hints and piece it together. So I think that's really important is that it doesn't have to be a specific way in order to be right. It doesn't need to be a formula. You know how I get a lot of clairvoyant data. Like if I'm not understanding an image or a, or, or a sense or whatever it is, I ask my guides to type it in my head. I'm a reader. I'm a writer. I'm a reader. And so I'll say, just type the word (laughs) and I read it. And then I just tell the client the word. (laughs) I love that. And, And on that note, like, I feel like so many of us kind of judge or doubt our own abilities and we kind of strive for this kind of perfectionism or that it's going to all be easy. So are there any ways that we can kind of implement spiritual truth to shift that and how to like look at perfection and like not needing to judge ourselves? So this is the core issue for absolutely every human being. I do not see that dogs have it if they've been treated right mm-hmm. or our pets. <laughs> they, they have a sense of worthiness 
we do not. It's always unworthiness. We carry it in our soul. It comes through our family systems. It's passed down. It's born in us. It's unworthiness. And I I love that you're asking, so what's the spirit truth that can help heal that? And so, you know, sometimes we can't heal that ourselves. Let me be just really honest. I was actually working on that issue myself two days ago, and I've been doing therapy and energy healing for decades, right? Mm -hmm. And I hit another place of it. I figured out that my youngest son had triggered unworthiness issues and it triggered my old unworthiness issues. And so, you know, it's challenging. And now I actually went to a healer and he did hands-on I didn't even know. I was like, I need a sign. What do I do? I Google, I'm out of town right now. And there I am. And he goes, oh, you have worthiness issues. And he like did hands-on healing on the chakras. So sometimes we can't do it ourselves, but we can always call on whatever we call spirit to just to, to lift it. Many times we have to feel it to have it lifted. So I think it can be really helpful to surrender to those feelings while we're telling ourselves, this is not true. Come on. You know, beliefs are an opinion. They're just opinions. They're not very few are true. Most of them aren't, you know, the stuff in my head when I'm stressed is such garbage. So unworthiness is an opinion and it's really not, it's not accurate ever, but I do believe that we can feel it and then ask spirit, our own spirit, spirit allies, whatever it is, you know, to just kind of go down with it as deep in our body as we need to, and then just lift it from us. Much of the time it is inherited. So I also like to ask for healing to be sent to my parents, to my parents' parents, whether they're alive or not, you send healing back in time. It lightens that load in you too. Yeah. I find that like healing others heals us. Like how no there. I know. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Yeah. yeah. Because what we give comes back to us. Yeah. Another thing that really stood out for me in the book was strongholds. And can you describe like what strongholds are and where, how we can start to work on those? And I, this probably is, a, I mean, the worthiness thing probably is a stronghold, but, and I also like think often of like, how necessary is it to go back in time and dwell on, you know, well, my mom said this when I was three and then this happened. And like, I feel like so many people sit in that and like, how can we release these strongholds with grace? Lovely, smart question. So a stronghold is basically like a stock pattern or template. And they often start with feelings that are great. Feelings are good. They get matched up with a belief or beliefs, which are just opinions. But if those are inaccurate beliefs, a feeling will match with a belief. And now you have an emotion. And if they, if that feeling and belief stay matched, it turns into a stronghold. Beliefs can get matched up and be inaccurate. Feelings can get glued together. Like every time I'm sad, I get scared, right? Every time, you know, like I think I'm doing well, then I have to trigger its corresponding belief that I'm really not deserving of collecting on doing well, right? So we got all this stuff that gets glued together and that creates a stronghold. And even the word stronghold, makes me feel like I'm in a prison. Heavy. It's heavy. It's a prison. We inherit them. Our family 
just passes them right on in. We develop them. They get correlated with our chakras at child development times. And, you know, we just make it up <laughs> as we go too. And so they're, they're, they're hard. So sometimes this goes to how often do you have to work through something? I don't know, 50-50 maybe. <laughs> I don't have, right? But if you have a stronghold that has your fear in it and you've never let yourself feel scared and felt good about being scared, you're going to need to feel scared and feel good about getting scared because our feelings are good. Right. Yeah. It's like that balance between it's like, you need to let it come up so you can feel it. And then that energetic charge away from it. Once you're, you can sit there and you know, you're safe in that moment and you let it come up and nothing's happening. So you're exactly. And you don't always have to take it back to its origin. You just feel the feeling, let yourself feel the feeling, even feel scared of the feeling. Yeah. If you you need to. And the greatest thing about when beliefs are involved, which is really pretty much almost always, is you can sit there and try to figure out who said what and what said what and what did I say to myself? Or you can just say, I get it. There's only true two primary beliefs. One's true, one's false. All false beliefs, which are most of them, are about thinking that you're separated. Mm-hmm. That you don't deserve or you're not worthy of being connected. Connected to the good stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And the primary accurate truth is I'm connected and everything follows that I am loved, I'm deserved. You know, I've been watched even when I thought I was alone, I had angels around me or my deceased great aunt Hazel was helping me or, you know, whatever it is. So the grace is just jumping, let the feelings come up, jump to how am I really connected rather than disconnected and go there. Right. Beautiful. So can we practice moving some energy and maybe moving some generative and degenerative forces and maybe to manifest something? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to have a lot of fun. Okay. So we're going to be using spirit to spirit. We're going to be going into the heart, right? That God spot. We're also going to be working with, so I'm going to add This is the last big phrase of our vocabulary. We're also going to be working with waves of energy that they're endless. They just come from source. Sometimes I call them streams of grace, which is love in motion. Scientifically, they're scalar waves. If anybody wants to go look those up, fascinating, interesting, made out of that really cool, absolute light we talked about. Okay. So that's going to be our other tool. All right. So now let's just move energy. All right. Everybody just breathe. Your breath knows how to, you know, take care of itself. You know how to take an in breath and exhale. And it's totally cool. However you feel, however you are in your body right now, all you're going to do is just affirm you're going to come through and from your own essence or spirit. You have all these beings helping you. Those are your spirit allies. We're all helping each other too. And you can turn this process over to whatever you call the greater spirit. And then with one more breath, breathe your way into what I call the God spot, that place in the middle of your heart chakra, under your sternum, 
center of your chest. And I just want you to feel that place for a moment. It's really happy. You're calm in here. You're in oneness and your physicality is supported by a cell, C-E-L-L, that lives or dwells in here from the universe, from the divine, from God that no one else carries. So your way of healing and manifesting, your unique way is really held here in this God spot where anything and everything is not only probable, but what's supposed to happen can happen as we stir the energy in here. Now think about something you want to manifest that hasn't manifested. <laughs> okay. Let's go with where you feel stuck. <laughs> I think that's a good thing to do. Like I've always wanted this, or I've really been working for this, or I don't know why this hasn't happened. Whatever it might be, you might have 10 things. I don't care, but sort of right now, focus on one, because we're going to work with this power pathway, generative, degenerative force stuff. So a place you're stuck. And now with the sense of grace about yourself, just ask spirit to help you know, maybe you see it, feel it, hear it, just become aware of it. If there is in fact a degenerative force that steals energy, that's blocking your manifesting. If you've been going for it, there's a degenerative force that's blocking your dreaming, your, your life energy, your oomph, your ability to bring something to yourself. It's literally stealing your magic power for manifesting. You can later, if you want, go in and see, how did I get that force? Was it given to me? But right now, just get a sense of that degenerative force on your ability to magnify, to manifest. If there's a degenerative force robbing you of the energy you need, there's a generative force that's feeding something negative, a block, a stronghold. Ask to know whatever stronghold, emotion, event, or challenge might be creating difficulties with these generative and degenerative forces that might be causing energy to be lost that could be beneficial and supportive of you or energy to be fed that is unsupportive and dangerous for you. You may get an awareness, a psychic image, a message, a sense, or simply a knowing, and then just turn the process of releasing that which isn't suitable over to the greater spirit and allow the release of any forces that are impediments and the movement in of forces that are supportive. So the generative and degenerative forces can support you in all ways toward your dream, your goal, your task, or your objective. Take a few deep breaths, acknowledge the greater spirit, the helping spirits, your own spirit, return to your center, that place within your God spot, and know that you're in process right now and will continue to be as long as is necessary. <laughs> <This happened. laughs> I did not touch my computer, promise. 
Maybe. You know, I told you there's something there's funny so going on that. today. All right. I think that's that little angel. This was going. it recording? Like the, it was recording. It was already recording. Okay. Wasn't so, it? It, well, was. it was. It definitely was. Well, now we're now we're manifesting in progress. Yes. I want you to keep that in here because yeah. I want everybody to go, hey. This is in process. <laughs> yes. So for the, I don't know if you guys could hear that, but all of a sudden, like Zoom told us we were recording when we've been recording the whole time. So maybe this is the universe <laughs> telling us this is working. <laughs> it's in process. It's in progress. We're making progress, right? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so there we are. <laughs> <laughs> so the cool thing about these streams of grace, they just stay, they keep working. When you need more, they come to you, right? If you need to know Memorex, what the old issues are, it'll come up. It's done. It's happening. So yeah, yeah ask for signs, get manifesting. It's going to, you're going to be manifesting. Yeah. I love working with these generative and degenerative forces because you move those around, things happen. Like, we get Zoom talking to us. Right. Well, we were talking to it. It was talking to us. So that, so, so, and that's really fun because then there's so much you can do with that. And I like the idea of like taking it slow and simple and not needing to know everything in one go. Like it's like, are there generative? Are there degenerative? Yes. Like let's not try and figure them out and like rack our brains right now because that's going to bring up all kinds of negative emotions and that's not where we want to go we want to be in knowledge and sovereignty and it's like either a yes or a no and then when we're in a different place maybe we're journaling or we're whatever like hey tune in what could that possibly be and is there work to do and how can I ship that so I like the idea of like taking it kind of step by step I never hardly ever ask which force yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I trust the process. Yes. No, I'm tired. Sometimes I don't want to, you know, kind of like fill my brain with details. Yeah. I've already got my, my housekeeping list. Yeah, to exactly. do. I trust the process. Like the recording is in process. I yeah. just, you know what? I just go forces, you know, be gone forces, move around, whatever yeah. it might be. And I think there's really something to that because then that's really amplifying your own trust and your own trust in yourself and your own trust in your connection to source and your own ability to bring in spirit. And yeah, we just got to trust it. And divine will. You were asking, how do we trust our intuition not long ago? And I really didn't answer that <laughs> because it's an ongoing, you know, yeah. you know, kind of a thing, but it, but we can just choose to trust too. choose to trust our intuition choose to trust the process, choose to trust, you know, that we really are connected and loved and it will shift. Even if we don't believe it, beliefs or opinions, mm -hmm. we can still choose to trust. You know what I say to myself when I know that I'm inside an issue for myself that I've got, oh, childhood trauma around or whatever, you know, and I want it to shift. I say, you know, I'm willing or, or the healing is happening where I'm willing to let it happen or I'm not willing to let it happen. So that's a way of being honest and just saying, but I'm going to trust is going to happen. Even if part of me is re in resistance, right. or even if some people around me don't want that changing for me. Right. Yes. Okay. So another thing I love about the healing work that you're teaching in the book, advanced chakra healing, you guys really need to go get it, um, is how you use 
like the energy of stars, the energy of wood, the energy of metal, fire, the energy of, you know, guidance from fairies, extraterrestrials. Like there's so many different things that we can use. And I mean, I don't even know if that's a question. I'm just like, that's cool. <laughs> like, I want to like, I want to like know how to do all of these things. And I know you said that you, you mentioned before we were recording that you're eventually going to be turning the book into a course. So I think first up, everyone get the book, read the book, but then how can we kind of take that next step in learning before the course comes out? Cause I think you mentioned that's going to be next year. Yeah, it'll be in August of 22. There's a great one-year course I'm going to be teaching through the Shift Network that's all about the pathways. And even this year, in a few weeks, I'm starting like a divine pathway course that's just seven. Uh Yeah, it's just seven classes. So it's, which is really cool. So, uh, I mean, I just get really excited, you know, about, about, you know, this kind of stuff. So, you know, so regardless of if you get the book or not, right? The place to begin is always like we're talking about within yourself, within your God spot, opening up to who you are, you know, and using those subtle elements is really, really easy. That's some of my favorite data in anywhere. I love working with the subtle elements because like fire, wood, stone, earth, air, light, sound, wood, metal, ether, presence, a star goes on and on and on because we're made out of that. Mm-hmm. Our subtle, our chakras are made out of those subtle elements. We can't see them, but they make what we can see, right? Like you see a fire, there's fire in there and probably some wood or some other subtle element too. But our bodies are based on the arrangement of these subtle elements and our ability to bring them in and release when we're ready to be let go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people can probably Google Cindy Dale subtle elements and get that data free <laughs> over the internet too. just go ahead and do it and put it to use right yeah. away. Yeah. Because let's say you're feeling down and you need a burst of energy. You want a little fire coming up. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have cancer or autoimmune disorders. Most people, because there's inflammation in the body would believe that you don't want fire. You want something else, but that's not actually true. Usually autoimmune chronic issues are there's not enough fire to burn out toxins, physical psychic toxins or microbes. So there's an art to some of this too. I was wondering, so I will like, while I was um, kind of reading this section of the book, I had like this tiny cold sore inside my nose. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I feel intuitively like it needs fire. Like I need to like dry it out. But I was like, but if I add fire to it, is it going to like, if it's already in flame? And so I was like, hmm, or do I imagine water or do I imagine wind? Like I was just kind of like, where do I go? Well, and trust I- your intuition and do fire because a cold sore is typically a virus, right? right? Yeah. So autoimmune disorders, chronic pain, yeah. cancer is often associated with the microbe, especially viruses. Yeah. So you have a virus, you need to burn the virus out. You need to burn out the virus. So you use fire for that. Once you feel like that's kind of used up, then you want to add earth because earth rebuilds. So, you know, like I got a cut yesterday. I just like wave my hands around, you know what I mean? And I'm always cutting them on things, you know? And so I have this tiny little, well, it was a big paper cut yesterday. And I looked at it and it's like, I don't have time. I'm not going to go get Bass and Trace and I'm not doing any of this stuff. So I washed it out with the water element, 
right? And then I burned, you know, whatever I could have diseased myself with, yeah. with, with fire. And then I just put earth in there because that rebuilds tissue. Right. And honestly, it's almost gone. Yeah. And so everyone knows we're talking about using the imaginal pathway, right? <laughs> yeah. We're using the imagination yeah. to create yeah. this. Yeah. The world is made out of these elements though. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is. If you're gonna, when people do Ayurvedic, you know, food choices or paleo yeah. or whatever, you know, you're deciding based on elements. Mm -hmm. You're saying, oh, this person, as this person, I need to build more fire or I'm too fiery. So I better, you know, eat more earthy foods or whatever. I'm going to go to what you asked me to about the star element. This is me too. Me too. <laughs> so many of my clients, probably so many of the people listening to this are not, they do not relate to earth. They might like nature, but yeah. if you've ever found yourself going, how did I get here? Yeah. I so don't fit. Well, you don't fit. Your soul most inclines toward a different planetary system, a different plane, a different dimension. And the L, I just use the word star. It, it's kind of a combination of fire and ether. But usually I use the phrase star element to depict the energy from another place like the place you're from. So if you're here and you don't fit or you're always sick, you want to ask for the star element from where you're from. Your soul needs that element to survive here and you're cut off from it because you're in earth. But if your soul needs it, so does your body. All right. So just ask for a star element from the place you're from. I've had people get over major, major illnesses, sometimes almost overnight because they just didn't have their planetary element in their body. Wow. And I feel like I know even in like relationships, one of the main things in a relationship is I want to feel understood. I want to feel seen and heard. It's like, okay, if you're not feeling understood, I wonder if there's like a part of you that is like, I'm not from here. Like, you know, absolutely. And your beings, your people, maybe a few of them are in body, maybe not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. So then we so can people... just kind of ask like, so, and, and I, I feel like a lot of our listeners probably have like done a deep dive. I know we talked about on the podcast, like the different kind of star seed planets, you know, Lyra, the Pleiadians, the, you know, Sirius, like all of those things. And a lot of us probably have an idea of maybe where we originate from. So even just to ask, oh, can I have star energy from that place? It's as easy as that. Exactly. Or just if you don't know where you're from, yeah. you can ask, I would like star energy and I would like my tribe to bring it to me. Right. Okay. Because life gets so much better when you have your tribe from that planet with you. I have a friend who is an acupuncturist. He actually does Pleiadian acupuncture. Wow. And anytime somebody from the Pleiades comes in, he doesn't, he doesn't put needles in your body. He works in your energy field to reconnect you to the Pleiades, to bring that energy in. And after he did that to me, I had a much stronger sense. I have memories from the Pleiades, some of them traumatic actually, but I've had a much stronger sense of those beings with me. And then you're not going to feel alone. You may not want to talk about that in a job interview, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you want them with you. So let them bring your element too. 
Oh, that's beautiful. I feel like I could talk to you for hours. It's really fun. Isn't this great? Tapped into the even more fun stuff. So maybe we'll have to schedule a second interview. But this has been so amazing. You guys highly suggest the book and just deep dive all things, Cindy. Um, where can we, where's the best place to soak up your information online? Just go to cindydale.com. Everything's there. You can get added to the mailing list to find out the classes and whatever. It's spelled odd, C-Y-N-D-I-D-A-L-E.com. One place. One place. Okay. And we're going to link you guys obviously to everything in the show notes. And Cindy is also giving everyone a PDF version of the book, which we are going to put on the show notes. Highly suggest it, you guys. I'm like a physical book gal, but... If you, I mean, definitely check it out and we'll also link you to where you can buy the book. I think you can buy it all places, right? Yeah, you can get Advanced Chakra Healing just about anywhere, yeah. you know, to, and then you can download, like you said, from your show notes, the PDF for the Intuition Guidebook, which is actually out of print. So I think there's only one real box of it left. So you're going to have to take it. Oh, okay. So the, copy. so the PDF book we're getting is for your first book. One of the first books called oh, Intuition okay. Guidebook. Yep. Okay, got it, so, got it. But it'll have, it'll talk about intuition. It's really great at figuring out if you have boundary issues, oh. you know, kind of which chakras might be vulnerable, which are your strongest chakras. There's a great quiz in there, you know, and ways to have good boundaries and develop your intuition. So that's the Intuition Guidebook. So you get oh. the PDF of that. Yes. Yeah, they won't let me give away PDFs yet of the new book. <laughs> the publisher I, was won't. Like, I was like, really? That would have been really nice. No, not happening. <laughs> okay, amazing. So everyone, definitely check out both of those. This has been so fabulous, Cindy. I just love your energy and all the information you're sharing. I've already learned so much from you. And yeah, I'm just grateful for you and for everyone listening Make sure to check out all things Cindy. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, go rate us five stars. Karma will really love that for you. And we will check you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.